0: The Paul Kuharsky Podcast is a production of Vocal and is brought to you by Pickers Vodka, Tennessee's first craft vodka. It's music to your mouth. Live from Radio Row in Bloomington, Minnesota. I'm Paul Kuharski of paulkuharsky.com. Here uh, with Midday 180. I'm on 104.5 The Zone this week. Unfortunately, my partner in crime Madison Blevins and I could not get our signal, our uh, schedules, excuse me, to sync up. So I'm going to go solo today. I promised you a Hall of Fame preview podcast. I will be with the selection committee, one of, I'm now forgetting if it's 48 or 49 people, um, on Saturday in a all-day meeting, sorting through uh, 18 people and whittling it down to five modern-era finalists and potentially three more. So I wanted to talk you through the process, talk a bit about the candidates, and um, go go through uh, a few questions that a few of you have offered me. Obviously, on the midday 180 this week, we uh, have already visited with several guys who are finalists, including Tony Baselli, uh, Brian Erlocker. Coming up, Steve Hutchinson. Um, on uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Everson Walls, we visited with on Wednesday, if I didn't mention him. A fascinating uh, case. Also, um, more to come. So, uh, insight from these guys on what it's like to be waiting uh, for it. And uh, Isaac Bruce, we talked to as well already this week. Um, So, here's how it works. Basically, uh, at at the start of the day, we deal with the non-modern era finalists first. And that, this year, is... uh, We've been flip-flopping, so one year there'll be two senior finalists and one contributor, and another year there'll be two contributor finalists and one senior finalist. Uh, This is what the Hall of Fame did to kind of open up the floodgates a bit and um, help us get more people in. The contributor category is a big one. Bobby Bethard, the general manager, uh, most known for his, his work with the Redskins and the Chargers. Um, is that candidate this year. Um, and then the senior finalists are Robert Brazil, linebacker who played for the Houston Oilers, and Jerry Kramer, the guard from the Green Bay Packers, who many people presume is a Hall of Famer and uh, will, will likely be able to say he is one. So these guys get presented. Um, Jerry Kramer will get represented uh, presented by the uh, Green Bay Uh, person in the room. Robert Brazil will get presented by the Houston person in the room. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Robert Brazil will definitely get presented by John McClain, who's on the senior committee. Jerry Kramer, I don't know who's presenting him, but it'll be somebody from the senior committee, perhaps somebody with Green Bay ties. Bobby Beathard will be presented. Each of those guys uh, will get their presentation. They should be relatively short, but they aren't always, because nobody wants to shortchange the person that they are presenting. You want to make sure to get every detail out, every recommendation out, every review from a peer, from a colleague, uh, from a, a, an opponent out. Um, but you hear the case on those guys, the two senior finalists, and you vote thumbs up or thumbs down. You get a, a piece of paper, basically, and you circle yes or no. Uh, there's an accounting firm in the room. You You circle yes or no. You hold the paper over your head. Um, you wait until they're all collected and then the accounting firm gives a green light that uh, they have the correct piece, correct number of pieces of paper. We usually go to a bathroom break after those are collected. So uh, they'll do the same uh, for Bobby Beathard and that's it there. I mean, there's a conversation after it, but it's not a very contentious debate. The prevalent prevalent thinking is that um these committees have done a great deal of work in researching and selecting these guys, um, and many people rubber stamp it. Uh, I, I lean towards that. I would have to really see a case against someone to not uh, kind of validate what the senior committee and what the contributor committee have decided, uh, the people that they have set set forward. The one exception in my my few years on this was Paul Tagliabue last year. Uh, Our understanding is he missed by one vote, though the voting tallies are not made made known to us in the room or to the general public, obviously. Um, So I fully expect Robert Brazil, Jerry Kramer, and Bobby Beathard to get the required 80% and to be members of this Hall of Fame class. Then what happens is, uh, after the bathroom break, which is a big one, they do feed us breakfast in the morning and lunch in the afternoon. We generally fill plates and then uh, have a working uh, breakfast and lunch. And I, uh, if I have my choice, and Sal Palantonio promised, uh, sit with Sal Palantonio and hopefully Matt Mayoko, who's uh, charged with the Terrell Owens' presentation for the second year in a row and a good friend of mine from back in our days at the Bay Area, in the Bay area together at the Oakland tribune. Um, so those three votes are done and taken separately. And then those guys are kind of set aside. What the hall of fame does is they draw positions kind of random, randomly. And you would rather your position be drawn earlier than later because there is a ticking clock. We are given a time by which we need to be finished. Dave Baker, uh, the president, the CEO of the Hall of Fame conducts the meeting. He constantly reminds us of, uh, of the need for us to move things along. And we'll go position by position, and then I think alphabetical in those positions. So the person representing uh, the market from which a guy's being presented, we'll use Steve Hutchinson as an example. I think he's being, I, I, well, I shouldn't have used him as an example. I don't know if his primary presenter is Minnesota or Seattle. But one of those people will go first. The other will go second. Then the floor will be open uh, to to comment from other people who are asked to to keep it short. Um, and we'll go back and forth a little bit there. A lot of people in the room like to keep track of how long each presentation goes on. I've never done that before. I don't know when exactly you start the clock. Do You start the clock the second that... Um, Dave Baker says, and now uh, Brian Erlacher, boom, hit the clock, and then hit the clock when he says stop. Uh, I do intend to write for members a kind of recap of the day to the extent that I am allowed to uh, sharing kind of my thoughts. Um, so we have those conversations about each guy. Some of them can be an hour. Some of them, uh, Brett Favre could be uh, no time at all where somebody says, uh, you know, I don't, uh, Jerry Rice's I wasn't in the room for. I understand Nancy Gay, who presented him, said, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Rice, uh, and then sat back down. So um, those presentations are, are, are very interesting. That's where most of us who go in with an open mind ask to be convinced about a guy's case. Uh, And there is some discussion as you discuss guys or at the conclusion of five offensive linemen conversation where somebody might present something in terms of a uh, pitching a group strategy for uh, getting through the backlog uh, as opposed to letting five guys divvy up the votes of the room and none of them breaking through. Um, So that's something that could happen. Not until we are done, having heard the case for all 15, do we then take one of the pre-printed paper ballots that's in front of us and uh, out of the 15 on that sheet, we would then uh, put a check mark in front of the 10 that we think should advance to the next round. Uh, we pass in those ballots, again, holding them over our head and awaiting uh, the accounting firm to say that... Uh, they have all the ballots. And then uh, it's kind of a hurry up and wait process where we wait for it to be brought back out to us, which 10 have advanced from the 15. And then there might be, uh, and usually the window has shrunk by then. Again, if your position is early, they'll be looser with the time. If your position is last, you know, we've got the time that we've got. And He may say, Dave Baker may say, you're limited to 15 minutes here because uh, that's half the allotted of time that remains. We get that list of 10 back, and, uh, you know, there might be a, a few final pitches for somebody out of, out of the reduction from 15 to 10. And then we take another slip of paper that's pre-printed, uh, with those 15 names, you know, I'll cross out the five that have been eliminated. I'll check mark the five I think should be the final five. Now, they come back in uh, and they give us those final five, again, after a, what seems like an interminable wait. Then you have to vote yes or no on each of those five. You vote yes or no on each of those five. And they have to get 80 percent in order to be elected to this year's Hall of Pro Football Hall of Fame class. So that's how the process works. Uh, It's really something to behold. Um, And it's uh, a very, very cool thing, obviously, to be part of. Everybody in there takes it very seriously. We obviously have uh, different feelings going in different uh, knowledge of guys, obviously the two that I know best from some personal experience are Kevin Mawai. i covered the last stage of his career. I will um, offer up a uh, case for him after a New York reporter, uh, in in this case, Gary Myers makes a case for him after John Clayton as a Seattle spokesman makes a case for him. Uh, Mike Sando might contribute there. I'll, I'll deliver a little bit uh, from a Tennessee perspective in the conversation about Moai. I don't expect to uh, offer anything new on Hutchinson, who played it only the final year of his career in Tennessee and certainly did, uh, you know, made his Hall of Fame case in Seattle and in Minnesota. Um, so then, uh, you know, I, I don't think that I'll make a long statement on anybody. I do envision making some short statements at times, depending on how I feel the room is moving. And, uh, when we move this to members only shortly, I will tell you a little bit about something I regret, uh, not doing last year, um, that may shape my, uh, may shape the way I am compelled or not compelled to chime in on some people this year. Um, I wanted to take a moment here to mention Picker's Vodka. I know there's some sound that goes with this broadcast that we'll mention then. Picker's Vodka is made in Nashville, Tennessee. It's available uh, in Tennessee, certainly, and in a lot of surrounding states. It's starting to expand. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, paulkujerski.com or the work I'm doing, I'd urge you to, uh, next time you're at a liquor store, buy a bottle for yourself. Buy one for uh, a friend of yours as a gift next time you're heading to a party. Drink responsibly. It's good stuff. I drink it in all my Moscow Mules, which is my drink of choice. But they also have blood orange, uh, blueberry, and pineapple versions of Picker's Vodka. They sponsor me on these podcasts. And on uh, all of the broadcasts I do, um, public and private, Periscope slash Facebook Live's, so uh, I urge you to support them as they support me. If you're not a member of PaulKuherski.com, you're missing out. For $5.99 a month, you can get the best Titans analysis. You've gotten a good share of news lately too. I was the first person to tell you Dick LeBeau wasn't going to be back. I was the first person to tell you that Matt Lafleur was going to be the new offensive coordinator. Uh, I was first on a lot of what's going on with the with the former staff. Um, you're getting your 5.99 dollars worth a month. I'm looking at a Starbucks here just outside Radio Row at the food court at Mall of America. For what you would spend in line over there, I'm not a coffee drinker. You get my content for a full month, including a lot of uh, private broadcasts. For what you'd spend on a fancy beer at a bar, you get my content. And um, I'm now going to go to part two of this podcast, and you're going to hear uh, assessments, Of all 15 of these guys, quick bullet point assessments, some more about how something last year shaped my willingness uh, or eagerness to speak in the Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee room on Saturday here in Minnesota and going forward as long as they'll have me on the committee. Um, And, again, Madison Blevins, our uh, regular co-host, not available this week because our schedules didn't jive. I'm at Radio Row in Minnesota, courtesy of 104.5 The Zone, as we broadcast the midday 180 after a brief pause here uh those of you who are listening through paul get part two of this podcast i appreciate your patronage and for those of you who aren't a member i hope i've teased you into becoming a member uh stay tuned part two of paul kuharski podcast episode three from radio row on the hall of fame selection committee process coming up in just a few seconds the Paul Kuharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's now dot com.